developmental psychology in general and models of the stages and levels of the human mind have gone through countless iterations since Maslow and Piaget first observed that we all go through the same patterns of mental development. Uh, the latest and maybe most advanced model, which is by the way uh, verified by countless trials, comes from American psychologist Terry O'Fallon. Uh, Terry and I, we had a, a more in-depth discussion about her stages model a week ago or so, but somehow my recording device didn't work properly and all was for nothing. Nothing was recorded and, and I was devastated. So I, I talked to her and she offered to do this conversation again which, which is fantastic. So we, we, we did this and we just had this conversation. Uh, I didn't want to repeat all those questions I did uh, last time. Who does this in a normal conversation anyway? And so I focused more on uh, her personal side of, of the story and how the model uh, came together. And it was a very delightful conversation. Terry will uh, come to Germany in August uh, for a couple of days and present her stages model and some workshops. So if you want to know everything uh, of the stages model, please visit her website or the website of the Integral Academy in Germany where you can uh, book the seminars. I will provide the link down on the side. So um, enjoy this episode of Lateral Conversations, this time with Terry O'Fallon. My name is Thomas Mark. All the best to you guys and have a nice day. So thank you. Thank you again for doing this, doing this podcast. We ran into some difficulties the last time. Yes, and yes. I'm happy to be here with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, to explain um, for, for the listeners, we, we, we did a podcast with you and your brother like 10 days ago. Mm -hmm. and, and I thought it was a very good podcast, but then I realized after that that, our, that my recording device didn't uh, work properly because of the, the two incoming Skype stream, streams. So that was messed up. <laughs> You know, that happens uh, uh, sometimes. You just mm. can't really predict, especially when you've got connections that are all across the world like mm. this. Mm. So where are you calling from now? <clears throat> I'm calling from Lewistown, Montana ah, okay. in the United States. It's mm. a very small town where I grew up. Uh, had to come home for Easter, so here I am. Ah, okay, perfect. This is your hometown? Yes, it's my hometown. Oh, uh -huh. okay. Oh. <clears throat> A lot of mountains, Montana, and and yes, mm. yes. Uh, actually, this area has uh, seven mountain ranges surrounding it, and it's in a basin. It's called the Judith Basin. Okay. And so it has both mountains and plains. It's a lovely area, lots of rivers and hiking trails and that sort of thing. Mm. So it's a great place to grow up. <laughs> uh, how long? How long did you stay there? When? When did you go? Uh, when? Well, uh, I, I lived in Montana for for around 50 years, mm. 
and then uh, moved uh, uh, to a few other states. And and I'm coming back to Montana much more now than my mom, since my mom passed away. So uh, reconnecting with my brothers and sisters, most of them are here mm. in Montana. So. Mm. <laughs> but Montana is right next to California. Did I get that right, or is it? Well, no, it's close to uh, Idaho and Washington, ah, okay. mm -hmm. South Dakota. It's on the border between Canada and the United States. So, ah, okay. mm. yeah, it's up. It's north. It's okay. north northern part of. And then you spent some time at the California Institute of Integral Studies. I've I've read. Well, I have. I I worked there for a long, long time, but I'm I'm uh, working now with uh, Pacific Integral. Uh, so, mm. It's a Seattle-based uh, organization that I helped found, and and it's a lovely little little uh, organization that uh, has been a great joy to work in. <clears throat> I'm also working, <clears throat> excuse me, extensively with my brother Kim right now, mm. and uh, we're teaching the stages model, particularly as it relates to parents. Mm. Uh, coaching and uh, psychotherapy and some of those areas, yes. Mm -hmm. But you developed this stages model at the CIIS, the California no. Institute of... No? <clears throat> no, I didn't. I actually did developed it after I left CIIS. Okay. Uh, uh, I taught for CIIS for quite a long time, and I've, I've done dissertation uh, um, support for many years there. Mm -hmm. So I continue to stay connected in that regard. I'm working on a dissertation there right now. Okay. And uh, so my connections are strong with uh, with that uh, with that uh, institute. Mm. I also have been working with many other places throughout the years. So, mm. but this <clears throat> this particular model, the stages model, was uh, really developed more independently out of just a passion and curiosity for development and, mm. and trying to understand uh, more of the of the nature of the developmental process. Mm. I started out being um but uh, sorry but the professor Alan Coombs he he still works there at yes, the CIS yeah. because yeah. because I I was a couple of years in contact with him uh, uh -huh. because I uh, published his book uh, consciousness explained better uh, uh -huh. here here in Germany yes yes and uh -huh. so we talked uh, briefly uh, via email I read something about the CIS and I always thought this this must be a cool place for for people who who uh, explore the mind yeah CIS is a wonderful institute and I just enjoyed working there the whole time I was there I think I was there around nine years or so okay uh, but then moved to Washington and so um, uh, started up this little uh, business um, Pacific integral which mm. works with uh, Uh, consciousness as well mm. so so and, and what exactly do you do with Pacific Integral well we hold uh, seminars um, we have a GTC program there generating transformative change mm. uh, and um, I uh, uh, have been uh, working with that program for it's been a, I think the program is about uh, 10 or 12 years old now we hold services in uh, 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 New Zealand and Australia. We have mm. another uh, a program in Ethiopia, and uh, of course the, uh, in the United States. Mm. But uh, the stages model was developed. Um, uh, you know, I've 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 worked with uh, many different partners in, in with the stages model, including mm. Pacific Integral. I was um, 
doing much of the work while I was uh, also working with the GTC program in, in Pacific Integral. So there's a, a very uh, connected relationship that I have with them. And, and I should say with me because I'm, I'm a partner in that organization and it's a very dear uh, um, uh, organization. I, mm. I have many, many uh, positive feelings about the work that we do there. Okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a big organization. How many people are working there? Oh, it's not a very big organization. We've, uh, we've not wanted it particularly to be large. We wanted, uh, I think one of our main focuses was can we have high quality? Uh, and so we've um, been very judicious about the people that work there. Mm. And uh, so it's not a large organization, but it's very powerful in that it is, has developed some services that are really quite remarkable. So you provide some counseling and some coaching in regard of the stages model there, or what? What exactly do you well, do there? the the um, Pacific Integral related to the stages model uh, does uh, much, uh, all of the scoring and and the debriefing comes through the Pacific Integral, mm. uh, uh, and uh, so we've had and then I've done a number of just. Uh, seminars and that sort of thing, uh, stages seminars that, that come through that, uh, through Pacific Integral. And then I've done some stages seminars that are outside of Pacific Integral as well. Okay. So um, uh, connecting with different people around the globe, um, mm. like uh, Roman, uh, who I've been working with to bring a seminar to Germany. And yes. then we've got one happening in London with some people that we know there. I've done some in, in Australia for... Mm people that that we know oh, okay. they invited me so uh it's uh you know stages is a is a model that uh seems to be appealing to a variety of different institutes and inst organizations so uh yeah because yeah. because i think and i've read this that it's one of the a few models uh, and theories about the human mind which is actually tested and verified in a way yes Yes. Can, can you how how is it verified? Can you tell us something about this? Well, yes. Um, um, there, there's kind of an evolution of of the approaches that we have to development uh, altogether. I mm -hmm. mean, when people first started working with development, it seems like they were uh, working with descriptive research, mm. um, uh, and people like Baldwin and Piaget and others, you know, uh, watched their own children grow and mm. and started looking at how those uh, children's stages were very clearly changing through the through the years mm. and developed a science of, of uh, descriptive approaches and then later on uh, people like Lovinger uh, wanted to put uh, a statistical model underneath it okay. Lovinger uh, added that and and there were others that that started working with statistics. Commons has a statistical model, and and uh, the lectical system has a statistical model. Mm. And um, so the you know I worked with learning how to score with uh, uh, Suzanne Cook Reuter's version of of the uh, ego development scale, mm. which Lovinger developed, and mm. uh, and uh, she has done even more. Uh, Uh, work with uh, development uh, related to that particular scale. Mm. And then later on, people like Fisher, um, Kurt Fisher, developed a theory uh, 
uh, about development and uh, uh, rather than just doing descriptive work, uh, he used a descriptive work to develop a theory. Okay. And then once a the theory was developed, he uh, kind of poured the data through the theory to to uh, inform the developmental stages even more. Okay. And so I, I, uh, don't, I don't know this Fisher guy. Um, what what yeah. exactly did he do? What what well, what, what kind was his, was his model? It's 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 uh, the model. Uh, it's um, uh, a skills um, theory. Okay. And um, it's it has resulted in the Lectica system, and it's a very wonderful system that way. Uh, and so uh, it seems. I mean, I'm just. This is my own thinking about how how development has has been maturing itself how how the research on development has been maturing mm. uh, there may be other other ways of looking at it but this is how i've i've uh, uh, thought about it mm. but uh, uh, you know there's an adi additional um, uh, benefit to uh, having a statistical model underneath descriptive uh, of course mm. And then, then to have a theory that you can pour the descriptive data through and then also have a statistical model under mm. it gives us even more uh, benefit. It gives us, it makes it even more clear. So, so this Fisher guy, he evaluates the, the action and the ethics and the ways a, p a person can behave or, or what, what? Well, what? it's not just that. It's, it's, uh, it, it is a particular theory on, on uh, the, the, uh, developmental skills that that are adaptable and okay. with context he actually developed a theory that brought together several other developmental theories and and um, uh, the benefit of doing that is that that you can keep a measurement stick very very clear both coming with the data coming through the theory and then also with the scale with the statistical model on the underneath of it mm. You end up with this really remarkable way of, of finding patterns, and uh, the reason I describe this is because, and I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm describing it very accurately here, but uh, the 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 um, this is the approach that I've tried to take with the stages model. I found a theory that I feel is very very remarkable. It's Ken Wilber's theory, mm. and the data that I uh, the descriptive data that I have gotten from the uh, developmental scale uh, that Lovinger produced mm. actually was uh, uh, a, uh, the approach um, uh, has a, a statistical model under mm. it but if you take that data and comb it through Wilbur's uh, theoretical model you you come up with even more unusual and, and very interesting patterns that mm. you couldn't necessarily see very easily otherwise so that's what I've done with the stages model. So you asked about, you know, uh, the statistical uh, re and the research. Uh, I did some theoretical uh, research to support uh, the relationship between the the descriptive data from the uh, ego development scale mm. uh, uh, and Ken Wilber's uh, work. And then I did a correlate. I developed a, a, a new scoring system. Okay for the ego development scale through that mm. theory and this is this is uh, uh you know pouring the data the, the the descriptive data through 
uh, Ken Wilber's um, mm. frugal model was now, basically what, what I did. Yes, yes. What I, what I find particularly interesting is like we have to when we uh, assess levels and stages of of our mind, uh, we have to use. Uh, specific schemes and sp specific models and those yeah. models and schemes in itself are constructions of the mind that's so, right so and then you are in a form of cycle you know you have to have some external ways to observe behavior or speech or uh, whatnot yes. to 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 assess uh, uh, these stages because like for for me not necessarily but i guess for many people not only the idea that there are stages is very strange but that you that you can even assess these uh, stages via via speech patterns and language and so yeah. this is this is very interesting yes i don't, i don't think very many people are going to argue with the fact that that children grow through stages mm. i mean you know through the the thousands of years that babies have been born and go through the so-called terrible twos and uh, you know the the I've got a friend stage and all of that parents re have recognized that for years and years mm. they didn't recognize is that we continue to change as we were adults mm. as we grew into adults because the body didn't change but the mind continued to mm. and Of course, uh, Piaget took us right up through formal uh, formal operations, and that's where it ended. But we know now that people continue to develop beyond that as well. Mm. And most of the uh, most of the more modern theories recognize that over the past, you know, hundred years, it's become quite uh, well recognized. There are over a hundred developmental models, mm. so it's not a new phenomena uh, at all. Uh, the the thing is, is how do we become more sophisticated in in recognizing these different stages, and uh, and how ca how can our research process itself evolve? And to me, it evolves from descriptive research, which the first researchers did, to mm. statistical models under the research, mm. to developing theory uh, through which you can pour the data, uh, uh, so you you have. Uh, Uh, the, the 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 descriptive data has uh, is sandwiched between uh, the statistical model, uh, you know, under underpinning the descriptive data and the theory, uh, you know, sophisticated theories that can help keep the measuring sticks strong on both sides of the mm. data. And that's just my way of, of looking at it. And mm. that's what I wanted to do with the stages model. Mm. I uh, used the Lovinger scale, which has a statistical model, and, and uh, which can collect descriptive data. And then there's also, uh, you know, uh, Ken Wilber's theoretical model through which I poured the data, mm. developing a new scoring system so that it could accommodate that theory mm. uh, And uh, that's that uh, uh, produced a different uh, uh, kind of of measure that allowed us to see uh, some repeating patterns mm. that we hadn't been able to see before. And but, but, it's been sorry, quite but you useful. can. Is it not true that you must have a specific stage or level, or that a specific stage or level comes together with the realization? that you're within a developmental context, that you are in a way developing and that the mind goes through some stages. I mean, you can't have this 
uh, epiphany, not uh, in the stage when you're a little child, you know, or at the, at the tr traditional level. You can't have this, uh, I'm missing a word here, but uh, <laughs> so no, I mean, this is one of the, the, those patterns that you, that you can, yes, yes. Uh, can observe your own development. More, yes. more or less, and more or less the, the development of other people. Yes. Uh, parents know this with their, mm. with their children. Mm. You can always see changes in other people before you can see them in yourself, mm. I think. Mm. You know, it's harder to, to look at, at your own uh, changes at times. Um, but, you know, there were people like Mesero who, who actually uh, uh, recognized the act of transformation itself. Mm. And he's done this, did this theory on transformative change where he, he recognized a, a change in one of the members of his family uh, uh, and did a whole research project on, oh my goodness, this person is, is uh, a different person than I, than I, I knew. Mm. And uh, so uh, a lot of it, I think, is, is uh, you know, a personal for, for many of us. Mm. You know, we, we become fascinated with these with any area because we have a personal experience with it, mm. and then we try and take it out to a more objective uh, level and objective approach. Mm. So, um, but uh, the stages model does have some uh, research behind it. Uh, I did a, a correlation with the new scale that I developed with Suzanne's mm. and uh, the Lovinger uh, scale, and it correlated very very well. Uh, so, uh, and then uh, there's a replicability study. There were four of us that were doing the, the scoring process okay. and able to uh, do a very high level of inter-rater with the new scoring system. And then uh, using these developmental repeating patterns that we had, we were able to comb through data at these later stages uh, and and uh, make a little firmer boundary between uh, uh, data that has been uh, 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 found at at four four we we mm. we've we've found four stages. Suzanne Cookreuter found two of them. She calls them construct aware, and the other one she called unitive. Uh, but she mm. also posited. Uh, an ego-aware stage, which was in between those two, and uh, because of the of the um, uh, uh, theoretical work with Ken's model, we could we could uh, f determine what those what that stage was. Okay, and so it was the it was his uh, Ken's model that helped us uh, discern what the difference was between okay. uh, construct-aware and ego-aware, mm. which. Suzanne's uh, term for that next stage, and then the more unified uh, or un universal or unity uh, stage, and then the, the the second part of that six-person perspective was also uh, made more clear. So, mm. so we were able to do some work in those areas too. So those are the areas of research that I I covered mm. in the scale that I was working with. How how much of your uh, own research is informed? by your own development and your own um, recollection of your own stages? Um, I think that, um, I think that uh, like, like everyone, when I, uh, you know, when you develop to a later stage, you can see the stages that you've been through. Mm. But it's not so easy to see stages you haven't been through yet. Mm. 
course. So you can use research to, to determine that by studying people who have been through stages that you have not yet been through. Mm. And if you use a model like Ken's, uh, wh which goes, uh, you know, his developmental uh, trajectories of which he has one in every single quadrant, mm. All the way up and all the way down. It it starts at strings and and it goes all the way up to you know the the most uh, developed human mind there is. Mm. Uh, you know, working with like Aurobindo is a is a, you know the person that's probably described the latest levels of development mm. and can scale covers Aurobindo's work as well. Mm. So. When you get a, a theoretical construct like Ken's that already has those those levels mapped out to a certain extent, then you can uh, gather data and, and not only use a statistical model underneath the the, uh, the uh, developmental scale, but you can pour the developmental data through his scale, mm. which covers these later levels, and it helps to sift them into different spaces which will let you know what that what the developmental level is, is likely to be for for those those can, people can you give an example for for that uh, yeah. well I, I, I guess the main thing i would say is that that at these later developmental levels um, there are uh, a certain um, uh, space and time starts changing Uh, all the way through the developmental levels, mm. and so you find greater expanses of time and space, uh, which are expressed in particular ways, uh, uh, and uh, so they become quite apparent with people that are at these later levels of development, and people who are at earlier levels of development are you know, don't have that kind of expansive time, like they don't ha see in the moment historic time, they don't see in the moment eonic time, those... Okay. And there are many other things besides that, but that's just one example. But they, you know, the, the, the really wonderful thing about the Lovinger scale and Suzanka Greuter's scale is that it has, uh, it is a sentence completion, completion test and mm. it has 36 sentences that people complete. But mm. each one of these sentences represent a different context. Mm. And the nice thing about that is that we, we start getting at the whole of the human because no human is always in the same context all this at the same time. Okay. So you can start looking at, you know, raising a family is one of the sentences that they complete. Mm. And, and uh, you know, uh, I am sorry is another one. Uh, uh, you know, crime and delinquency is another one. Y you can see these contexts are very, very different. Mm. And so you get more of a 360-degree robust experience of what that uh, individual is like a as a whole person. Okay. Okay. And, and so, uh, you know, this when you use a theory like Ken's, you can start seeing the robustness of the whole person as they continue to grow and develop. And, mm. you know, Ken's has a quadrant that is an, the uh, individual exterior. So this works with behaviors and mm. and the things that people do and that sort of thing. Then it has the individual interior. Mm. And this then has the, the, the ways that we think and we feel. Then it has the um, collective quadrants. So mm, you have, mm. 
you know, the collective exterior, which is what kind of systems are human beings putting up? Mm. And how are they more and more complex as we develop, going from linear systems to complex adaptive systems, etc.? And then you have the collective interior. How do we behave when we're engaged with people in relationship and, and culture? And uh, those also change. And so when you get a, a, a scale uh, uh, with a sentence completion test that can represent all four of those quadrants, mm. Can, that you can pour through a theory like Ken's, you come up with a very robust kind of process, and that's what stages okay. done. Mm. How much? And how much? How much room is there for cheating? For maybe subconsciously or, or otherwise? I mean, you have these thirty or thirty-six questions, and, yes, and uh -huh. well, that I think that there is room for that if if all that you're working with is in the scoring system is meaning making. The thing is, is that we use also a grammatical developmental grammar approach okay. and it's very difficult for people to talk grammatically differently than where they are. Ah, interesting, okay. So, so there are many different things that, that we use. We also use concrete, subtle and causal objects, concrete, subtle and uh, uh, meta-aware objects and it's very difficult for people to use objects in their speech mm. that they have not yet encountered. Oh, interesting. Mm. So there are, there are, are uh, safety uh, processes mm. that we work with in the, in the stages model. And because it, is, um, it, it uses Ken's model, mm. we have uh, scoring devices that we use that fits all four quadrants. Mm. And, uh, you know, we look for, are you in an individual stage? Uh, you know, are you, are you, is it mostly all about me? Mm. Or are you in a collective stage? Is it all about we? And if you're in an individual stage, um, uh, it's very different. You know, the way you talk collectively is mm. it's quite different than when you're in a collective stage. Mm. So, you know, uh, it's, it's not so easy for people to try to, uh, uh, cheat you might say or, or <laughs> become later than they want to be when mm. you've got this many measuring devices mm. and I'm not saying that the, the stages model scoring system is perfect uh, you know it, it uh, as as I mentioned before um, uh, uh, um, developmental uh, uh, evolution is evolving itself the mm. way that we are, are Working with evolution mm. is, and working with development, uh, our research processes are 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 developing mm. and evolving as well. Mm. And so I I realize that the stages is one tiny speck in in the trajectory of of the whole of of research mm. processes uh, that have gone on and will continue to go on and continue to evolve through time. Mm. And so we, uh, we're just, uh, you know, compared to so many of the other scales like, uh, you know, uh, the Lectica system and Suzanne's, uh, uh evolution of Lovinger's stages and all of the other hundred models that are out there. Stages is just one of those models. And, and uh, you know, uh, I think we've got a kind of a creative way of, of going about it. And, of course, much of it is because of my faith in Ken's work mm. and my faith in Suzanne's work. These two are, are absolutely remarkable uh, 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 theoreticians and researchers. And, 
And, uh, you know, if it hadn't been for their work, my work with stages would not have even been mm. able to uh, evolve. So we always have to honor the people that, that uh, uh, are uh, uh, the giants. The, 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 the and, mm. you know, that we, and we use their work with gratitude because we, do, we yes. <laughs> yes. No, no, but, but do, do you know Timothy Leary? I know of him, yes. So because he, he, he is there's there's a funny story about him because he of course he developed uh, one one developmental model more um, of the human brain I guess and it was like more speculative and had to do a lot of with drugs but he had like this neural neuronal um, pathways who uh, developed over time so so and before he developed also he was like a Harvard professor and developed an assessment test for inmates. So uh, and and I guess it was a, a personality test and something like this. So um, years later, when he was like this this big figure of the hippie movement, and the government wanted him to to go away, he, they they busted him because of two joints, yes. and and put him in the cell uh, in, in in the prison, and. Uh, had him um, let him make this this personality test which they didn't know he developed. So oh. because he, they, they, they thought, okay, we must, we must assess this Timothy Leary guy. So in, in came uh, another psychologist and did this test with him. And, and this, as the story goes, he knew all the right answers. So they, they put him like a, like a low security part of the prison where he can do gardening work. And from there he escaped then. So, so that's hilarious. <laughs> yes. So yeah. he he fled to Switzerland and with the help of the Black Panthers, and it was a very uh, weird time. So yes, but, <laughs> but he he actually cheated his own test. So yes. Well, you know, uh, I don't take the stages test because mm. I I mean I've engaged with it all these years and and uh, I developed the scoring system, so I know it quite well. Mm. Uh, and and so uh, you know, uh, I think that there are uh, uh, I, uh, I I wouldn't say that that uh, somebody who has developed a test could easily take the very same test mm. that they developed and 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 not have some. It, it's got to have some influence on them, of course. Mm. So. <laughs> so so you didn't uh, didn't take the test for yourself. No. No. Okay. So and, and but you must have. I mean, I can edit this out if you if you don't want to to talk about this. But you must have a feeling about where where you stand and and where uh, which stages you went through and uh, which will come. Well, I have some sense about the stages that I went through, mm. uh, but I I'm not sure that I know where I stand. And at this point in my life, uh, it you know it means less and less to me where I stand. Mm. I I really am uh, more in a sense of awe of of how human beings even uh, existed and, mm. and developed. It's it's just a, a remarkable. The more I study this, the less I know, of course, mm. and. And, um, uh, you know, one of the things that's been very prominent for me is, is understanding some sensibility of how states really come into all of this. Mm. And I've, I've included states in the developmental model and, and, and uh, states that have become ordinary are part of the scoring system as well. Um, but, 
it, you know, my mother just passed away here about uh, a year ago, and uh, um, you know, disorienting dilemmas are one of the big things mm. I think that we all all uh, go through that makes you question everything in your life mm. and. So when you have a disorienting dilemma, uh, you can't make sense of it sometimes mm. from the place that you're at. So you you find yourself uh, growing and expanding in order to make sense of, of what has happened to you. And, and uh, you know, this doesn't uh, just occur when something difficult happens. Uh, it hap- you, you can have these disorienting dilemmas when you get married or mm. when you... When you have a child, or some delightful thing can happen, and and your life suddenly changes, mm. and uh, uh, so um, just being in the process of seeing how how we grow and develop and expand, and and just understanding the the very multiple dimensional aspects of a human being. Mm. Uh, for for me, it's um, development is not a stair step kind of approach. It's it's much more. Um, uh, well, I like to describe it as blowing up a balloon. A baby is like a very small balloon, and mm. and yet this is a fully formed human. It's all the way around. You know, mm. it has all its fingers and toes, and it has, you know, uh, interiors and exteriors, and it certainly is involved in a collective and that sort of thing. Mm. But as it grows, it it it's just like blowing up a balloon. It it's it be, we want we want the we don't want people to just uh, grow grow tall in their stages. We want the, there to be a, a robustness and a mm. wholeness about the the entire mm. being. And so it's it's not so important. Height is not so important to me as 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 having a, a well rounded human being at of course. every stage. Of course, but in, yeah. in, Germ- in Germany, there's like this this saying. I don't know if I can translate it properly, but it's in a way like what what you don't do for yourself, uh, fate will in a way <laughs> do it for you. So so yeah. um, uh, independently, if you if you try to, I mean, I, this is the question. Yeah, how how much can you do it for your own, and for how much you you have to let it happen? No, that's really an important concept, and that is in, inculcated into the stages model. Mm. Because there's a parts of, uh, there are parts of, of 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 person perspectives that are receptive, and this is one of the patterns that that uh, I discovered using this particular model. Mm. And every model has patterns, and they have different different uh, cut points and that sort of thing. So each model has its own gifts and its own. Uh, 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 deficits, but mm. this model, um, people uh, have very specific times when when they are, are uh, simply receptive, and they they learn from what they receive. Mm. Uh, just like a baby, when they're born, they are totally dependent and receptive, uh, and they wouldn't grow or develop. They don't thrive unless mm. they. Uh, can receive, and we find that that upshifts into uh, what we call a subtle tier. This mm. they go through a receptive phase again. It upshifts into the meta aware, uh, later level tier, and and people are in a receptive stage there again. Then they go to once they become uh, robust enough in what they've received, they become active with it. They mm. own it, they take it out, and do something with it all by themselves. Mm. It's and it's all about me. 
Then the third phase of that is another receptive stage, but this time it's receptive in the collective, mm. and that allows them to develop reciprocity. Mm. So they are reciprocal, but it's another very, you know, uh, y- you can't, uh, you can't really determine what the other person is going to do. You, you know, you can take care of your own stuff sometimes, but mm. you cannot. Uh, sometimes, yeah, not always, but sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, you. you You can't always predict what other people are going to do. Mm. And then then at some point you integrate all of that, uh, all of the receptive and the active and the, and the reciprocal, and you integrate it all and you use it in an integral approach. But then there's four tiers of, of, of this. You know, you, you, you go through that, those four phases in a concrete way, and then mm. you go through them in a, in a more subtle way. And then you go through the more in, in a, a meta-awareness mm. kind of process. And then last of all are Aurobindo's four latest stages, which, of course, very few human beings on the face of this planet have, have uh, you know, made, made those stages. Mm. But, um, you know, with, the, with these repeating patterns, uh, we can, uh, can look at Aurobindo's work and see that they, too, have these very similar kinds of receptive, active, reciprocal, and, and interpenetrative stages. So, um, have yes. You, have you ever encountered uh, a person in the upper uh, stages which are described by Aurobindo? Well, I, th I think that there are. I mean, you know, many people look at Ken that way, uh, uh, you know, as a, a later level human being. And, mm. and there are people that I have scored that I think are... Uh, if not there, if they're not there, they're getting uh, closer to those later later levels. Mm. We don't have a scoring system for Aurobindo's last stages um, mm. because we don't have enough data to pour through Ken's system <laughs> mm. for that. But um, you know, uh, uh, as it comes, it may work out that we, you know, as our scale becomes more mature and sophisticated, and, mm. and we get more research behind it, we may be able to to do something there. But um, But uh, right now, we're really working with mostly the three tiers uh, of of development that that uh, that we are are mm. the, the concrete, subtle, and and meta aware uh, tiers. So, I mean, what what do you think of the uh, idea of Timothy Leary to to um, enhance um, and and activate those stages and levels uh, with drugs? I think that um, as in not as in general, so. Mm? Yeah, well, I think I think stages can be activated in many ways, and mm. I I know that there are people who use ayahuasca now, and they they and there are many many uh, advocates of of using uh, uh, different kinds of drug induced uh, stage approaches uh, mm. uh, to help themselves learn. Um, I think that many people use meditation uh, mm. the same way and actually get a lot of benefit from from meditation as mm. well. So I think there are multiple approaches. Mm. Some may work better for some than with others. I'm not one that uses drugs. I just have, have been a meditator <laughs> in my life. And, mm. and yet I, I recognize also that Meditation can be just as addictive, you know. Uh, we can be addicted to the transcendent stages and 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 get stuck in some of these uh, 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 phases of of meditation as well mm. as can with a drug induced mm. uh, process. So I think that um, one of the one of the things about the human being is that they are a habit making machine mm. and. 
and uh, you know they can can get it. You can get addicted to just about anything. Mm. You know, you can get true. addicted to almost any kind of habit. So, I think the the process of development is really uh, recognizing your addicted addictions and breaking those habits, and then allowing new habits to form, but not to form so strongly that you can't get out of mm. them again. Mm. So, you know, this whole area of autopoiesis is part of the work that I've, I've uh, studied as well. And I think it's really, and, and shadow is very much that way. Mm. You know, you have a habit that is formed at an earlier level and it keeps pulling you back down there. Mm. Uh, and you go into these shadow crashes, which my brother, um, uh, you know, talks about and is so expert in, 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 in uh, describing uh, so the, these are these are really important aspects to know about. Of course, you know. I, I guess an, an, another person of the of the counter, counterculture, Robert Anton Wilson, he calls this uh, the reality tunnel, the way you perceive it and you get uh, accustomed to it and you see it as the only reality, and you have yeah. to have like a form of uh, meta awareness or consciousness to to be able to deconstruct that and and That's to. Right. to And, and you can get addicted even to a stage model, you know, those of us <laughs> that get all enthusiastic about this, you know, we have to at some point let go of it and mm. say, I hope it does some good in the world. But, you know, this, this is a model and it's not a human being mm. and a human being is and always will and always was a mystery of sorts. Mm. We still don't really know what makes the human heart beat mm. and, uh, you know, and, and what makes it stop, mm. you know, it's. There's something quite mysterious about creation altogether, mm. and so <laughs> of we 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 want to understand it. So we develop models, and we develop uh, all kinds of of things to try and in and know what's know the unknowable. Mm. And, and at some point, we we have uh, experiences with the unknowable, and then later on, we find the unknowable to be quite knowable, mm. and then we have another unknowable. Mm. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and it's in a way uh, you you can describe a, 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 a sundown um, with with equations of quantums and light particles and whatnot. Yes, yes. But but the aesthetics you will never grasp with a with a mathematical equation or a model. So you have to have like a, this this all for for existence in all yes. its forms and. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So, but 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 um, what what drove you in the first place to to develop this this model, the stages model? Well, I mean, it was just curiosity, just like uh, uh, I mean, it was just curiosity, uh, curiosity about the human throng, about about the mystery of being a human being, and wanting to understand it and myself mm. Like, <laughs> mm. and uh, other people, and essentially. Uh, the the biggest thing behind it, I think, was this sense of how can I, how can I spend my life in a way that there might be some useful thing left when I'm not here anymore. Mm. And uh, you know, I think most of us would like to be able to leave something that is helpful to other people. Mm. Uh, one never knows, and and you know, through my. Uh, Through my forays in in developing this model and and all of the other areas of in my life, um, you know, I recognize that uh, uh, there's always going to be something that will supersede anything that I can mm. do or have done, and so. Um, there are many, many unknown people out there that have contributed vast amounts to our mm. human family and. Uh, 
But oh. I mean, how 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 um, how did it all come together? I mean, how 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 old is that model now? Eight years, ten years, or when did you start working on it? I guess that it was about seven or eight years mm. ago. Uh, you know, I, I, I there were two things that really um, just touched me deeply. One was uh, Ken's integral model just had a vibration to it that that spoke to me in in ways no other model had. And um, I really also liked Suzanne's approach to the Lovinger model. Uh, uh, it 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 really spoke to the robustness of a whole human being in in development with these thirty six sentence completions. And I love the idea of people using their own words. Mm. That to me uh, is better than any kind of objective test where you you know. Uh, check off a true false or anything like that mm. I, it, it you don't allow people to really express what's in them mm. uh, and uh, uh, the the other part was my uh, I've been I've been a meditator for many many years mm. of course and 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 this this uh, experience that I've had and and it I don't know whether it's a Sometimes I think it's just the feminine experience of of being a woman, mm. uh, but the the relationship between states and stages uh, is is an ongoing um, uh, interest of mine. Mm. Um, you know, most of these models uh, have been developed by. Uh, you know, and and most of the spiritual teachers, for some reason, tend to be men. Mm. But men have never had the spiritual experience of giving birth, and that is a state that that is an incredibly uh, uh, prominent mm. state experience. It, it's undescribable, mm. and um, uh, there is a, a you, no. You have two, two daughters, or, or two sons. Two sons. Okay. Mm. There is an an un, unspeakable knowing that happens through that birth process that is state-like mm. uh, and it is anything but transcendent. It is the most embodied, visceral experience that a, a human being, I think, could possibly have. Mm. And when you look at that kind of state and the embodiment of bringing states and stages together, there is something really quite beautiful about, about how they how they come together in the experience, in my personal experience. Mm. And the transcendent and, uh, you know, is certainly been a large part of my experiences as well. But somehow bringing together this embodiment aspect and the transcendent uh, aspects into a stage model and seeing how they all interact together has been just a, a, a very strong curiosity and mm. a very strong uh, uh, draw for me and I don't know if I will ever put my finger on it uh, and I don't know if anybody ever will but it seems like um, there's an experience there that uh, that men and women go through that are are similar but also different and mm. I I feel that it's important for to Add in the 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 um, visceral embodied state-like experiences uh, along with the uh, transcendent experiences, and and 
When it comes to uh, states and stages, if they go through these phases of reception, receiving, most Mm. of us feel like we've received a state, then action orientation, which is, you know, then you develop a, you develop a, a, a practice, you meditate, you do something to try and get the state back, and then reciprocal, which is you start seeing the state become, starts to become ordinary enough so that you can actually see how it's activating in your life. Mm. And at that point, I think that state may affect your stage development mm. as your stage development affects your state. And mm. there might be an interaction between states and stages there. And at some point, there might be an interpenetration between mm. the state becomes so ordinary that it's no longer no longer a state at all. And if you look at children, little children, you'll see that they they, uh, don't have much in the way of visualization or interior auditory or that sort of thing. And they go through those phases. They, uh, at first, you know, when they, when they visualize, they think that's a real, real object. Mm. They have Mm. an imaginary playmate and they think that playmate Mm. is, is, is a, a, a real being and eventually they recognize that it's just a visualization and at some point the visualization is so strong most of us don't think of our visualizations as states uh, at this point we, we visualize where we're headed and we know what turn to take on the road and and, and it's just so and, uh, and we, we still have that part if we go to the cinema and, and watch a horror movie where, where some uh, fears are externalized we still get frightened of this there's still a little child in us who thinks that way otherwise it didn't, didn't, would, uh, wouldn't work you know it's yeah, like... yes but they're still they're still there mm. but but in our everyday lives we visualize all the time mm. and so uh, you know that's a subtle state visualization mm. of various kinds are subtle states dreaming is the subtle subtle state and uh, so uh, you know uh, there's lots of different variations of the of these subtle states but some portion of them becomes ordinary enough mm. that it affects we can't get into a second person perspective without visualizing mm. and interior auditory because you know in order to get to a second person perspective you have to stand in the other person's shoes and look back at yourself mm. and you can't do that without visualizing mm. so that's just uh, you know a, a little a way that I look at you know I've been around. Okay. Let, let 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 me come back. You you mentioned uh, the, the the state, the visceral state of embodiment um, uh-huh. a woman can experience while giving birth. So yeah. I, ne- I I never thought about this. Can can you elaborate a little bit on this? What's, uh, wh- why what what is exactly happening there that you think this is like a state, which is so profound that um, that it can change everything. Um, well, um, I mean, I, uh, having a child, you know, for one thing, the pain is, 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 uh, a, a very natural phenomena that you go through and pain can actually induce a state. Uh, once the child is born, there is a euphoria that is, uh, you know, indescribable, uh, uh, that that you have when you hold that child in your arms the first time, it's just you know, remarkable. It brings tears to my eyes just to think about it. It is just absolutely indescribable. That experience, that experience of 
of having your own body recreate another human being and having that human being lying there in your arms. It is a connectedness that never goes away with your children mm. uh, all through your life. Uh, and uh, it, is, it is a really, really remarkable, remarkable experience uh, that is indescribable. There's no words to me that I can put to that that will uh, express that incredible miracle that mm. happens when, when you give birth. Mm. And, um, I mean, I don't know what more to say about it, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Interesting. This is very interesting. Um. <laughs> I mean, you know, the beautiful thing is that there are men and there are women mm. and have different experiences and we have experiences that are very much the same. And mm. uh, thank God that there are, are different, you know, that, that there are these differences between us because it certainly makes life very interesting and, mm. and pleasurable for all of us, you know. And, uh, and somehow there has to be room for for both the feminine and masculine. And of course, Ken makes room for that because those mm. are his two primordial um, uh, types, are masculine mm. and feminine, you know. And uh, so he makes room for that. And I try very much to honor both of them in the work that I do. Mm. I'm not sure I can fully honor the masculine side like you probably could, but... Mm. <laughs> so um, um, do you think like, um, because the, the main, one of the main differences between your model, the stages model, And the model which Ken uses is the way uh, the, the stages and the stage are correlated with each other. So, for example, the, there's one, there's your model and there's the Wilbur Coombs matrix where yes. um, every stage has uh, access to all of this uh, four realms, subtle, causal, non-dual and... Well, yeah. that, that's true so, in my model so, too. And, yeah, yes, but um, the, you 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 um, code it differently, and I, I want yes. if uh, if this is something to do with you being a woman and describe, describing it that way, and Ken and and Ellen, of course, being men, who are describing it that way. Well, uh, I guess th th this is a big question, mm. but this is the question that I ask myself. You know, I've come up with these four repeating patterns that are mm. so prominent in this model. Re receptive, and it, if you think of the word receptive, do you usually think of the word masculine or feminine? Uh, feminine. Yes. So uh, the second one is active. Do you mm. usually think of the word masculine or feminine when you think of the word active? Of course, men. I, I can deconstruct it and I know because it's no, quite no, but I'm, no, I'm just I'm talking but, mm -hmm. about reciprocal. Mm. Masculine or feminine? Recip uh, 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 reciprocal. Reciprocal. Uh, yeah, I have to think about it. Um, it's complicated. Um, I, I I think more and more feminine. More, yes. More, mm. And then what about integral or interpenetrative? Uh, integral? I, I, I would well, certainly... Inter hmm? Interpenetrative is really more the word that I use for that last one. Okay, uh, male, I guess. Yes. Mm. So you see, in, in this model, uh, the basic urges are 
feminine, masculine, feminine, masculine. Mm. And um, so, uh, you know, my urge is to work more with, with where, where are the receptive and where are the reciprocal aspects to states and stages. Mm. And Ken is a man, so he might be looking more at, and this is pure surmising. I mm. mean, how can I possibly say this is true for him you know I can't but but this is the way my funny little brain is working with it you know and and mm. <laughs> it's probably denial all over the globe about this but you know uh, uh, men's may may uh, lean a little bit more towards the active and the inner penetrative okay. and the Wilbur Combs matrix uh, is is really more an action-oriented approach in that ac action mm. orientation is is kind of a, a a way of of looking from one direction to the other and 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 orienting that way and mm. in the Wilbur Combs matrix you have the uh, you have each particular stage uh, you go into a state and then then when you come out of the state you look at the state from the developmental level that you're at mm. and you interpret what you got in that state from that developmental level. Mm. And the way that I'm looking at it is that when the state becomes strong enough, it affects your developmental level so that your actual seeing is different than it was mm. before the, you, the state became strong enough so that you have a reciprocal. You, you, oh, okay. The state mm. affects the stage and the state affects and the stage affects the state. Mm. And, and so that's, there's absolutely no proof of this on anybody's side mm. but it's just another way of thinking about it you know okay. mm. and so I, I i i'm not making any claims here i'm just saying this is one way of looking at it that that i don't know if other people have have thought about it. they probably have i mean there there are no new ideas i guess mm. uh and so this is a curiosity i have uh you know it's it's just simply a curiosity mm. uh, that i have about it and we also know that you can have these all of these states at a concrete level mm. uh, in the concrete stages, but their objects are all concrete. You know, you're 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 one with a tree, you're one with a you know uh, something concrete, and then you can uh, have have those experiences all over again in the subtle here, mm. and mm. You can be one with uh, you know uh, bliss or some other kind of subtle experience, and then you can have them all over again in in the meta aware tier. You can become mm. one with awareness, and and so. So you know, uh, it can be quite confusing uh, to to have a, a, a an understanding of states that that reoccur. But this is the the stages model is one that sees that works with these reoccurring patterns. Mm. You see, okay, there are concrete. There's a whole series of human beingness that that operates at these concrete stages. There's uh, uh, and and. The objects are, uh, they're receptive, they're active, they're reciprocal, and they're interpenetrative, but the objects are all concrete, and the states are all concrete, and you mm. can have concrete, subtle, causal, and non-dual states at those stages. Then it's like the, the, that's an octave on the piano. Then you upshift into the subtle stage, which is a second octave, mm. and it happens all over again. Mm. The main thing are that the, the stages are, are now uh, operating with subtle objects, mm. and you can have concrete, subtle, causal, and, and non-dual states there, too. Mm. And then you can uh, upshift again into the, the next here where you're aware of your own awareness. Mm. And 
and uh, that's a, like a third octave on a piano, and and you can have the states uh, can occur all over again there. Mm. So uh, that's the way the stages model works. And not to say that 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 uh, you know that that this is right, but there are uh, depending upon how you use your measuring stick. Different kinds of repeating patterns are going to occur. Mm. If you use a, repeat, a, a measuring stick that, that is in thirds, you're going to have different kinds of repeating patterns and when they're in fours. And since Ken has four quadrants, the repeating patterns that I have are all in fours. Mm. So, uh, you know, trying to keep that measuring stick very, very firm and straight helps you to find these repeating patterns. So this is, this is what I've found as a result of the, of the work that I've done with stages. And, and it's just one model with one set of repeating patterns mm. work with fours instead of threes or twos or, or some other sort of measuring device. Uh, mm. And as we sift through all these various models, we're going to find different approaches uh, and, and different patterns which help us inform the work that we do and mm. God bless us you know the, the more <laughs> we know about human beingness the better off we're going to be and that's, that's not to say that one model is any better than the other they're not they're just help us see a little bit more about the curiosity we have about ourselves and ultimately our ego keeps uh, pushing us to, to to know more and more and more about who we are because mm. that uh, seems to be an important aspect of of being a human being. <laughs> wow. That's a that's a good word for for clothing. Yes. This, this this conversation. I guess so Terry, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for doing this again. This was quite something. Well, I I enjoyed talking with mm. you Tom and I hope I haven't been too confusing. I hope that No, of course not. Things are, you know, that was able to be clear enough to help you understand the stages model a little bit better. And uh, I, I just want to close with saying how much respect I have for all models. Uh, mm. The more I've worked on this one, the more I realize how all models contribute to our understanding of ourselves mm. and, and, and the collective uh, aspects of humanity. And this mm. model is just one of them. And I'm just so completely grateful for the beautiful theories out there that help us see ourselves better and make meaning. And at some point, none of these models are the ultimate. Uh, these models aren't going to tell you how you feel when you hold your child in your arms course, the, first, mm. the first time. And they're not going to tell you how you feel when you find the person that you fall in love with. And mm. they're not going to tell you any of that. Uh, so uh, appreciation and living and, and, uh, uh, connecting with human beings every day, uh, that's really where the rubber hits the road for me. Mm. Uh, compassion and caring and, uh, and uh, learning to be uh, kind and forgiving. And that was the, the message that my mother gave us just as she mm. died. Uh, you know, kindness, compassion, forgiveness. Those were the things she wanted for us. And so she's still raising me, mm. even though she's been gone a year. Mm. <laughs> So you come to Germany in August to talk, to, yeah. with your brother to talk about yes. the stages model? Yes, um, we're really looking forward to it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Thank you uh, again to Roman, who did facilitate this, this conversation. Yes. And um, I, I will, uh, in my description, I will put up the link to your Pacific Integral website. 
And well, I also have my own personal website that's that's coming up, and then Kim and I have uh, have uh, some work together that we're doing. And this workshop that we're doing with um, uh, uh, Germany is is one that that my brother and I are working on, and Pacific Integral is is supporting it. And mm. uh, so we're kind of uh, all together uh, working. But I I would be delighted to have you put Pacific Integral's website up and then of also mm. uh, I'll send you the website for uh, you know the other websites that we've got going too so perfect Terry I wish you a very good day thank you today. so much Tom and I hope you stay in contact I hope right yeah <laughs> all right all right have a good day all right bye